This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide. The heartbeat of Saskatchewan is agriculture. And 620 CKRM is proud to be your voice for everything A. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with your host, Jim Smalley. And a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, brought to you by Harvard Western Insurance. We don't judge. Here's another reminder to renew your plates today. Visit harvardwestern.com. And brought to you by the Arcola Co-op. You're at home here on Highway 13 in Arcola. And brought to you by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamps Integra Tire in Grenfell. Your locally owned Integra Tire dealers. Today, Farm Credit Canada releases a positive outlook for 2023. But the farm cash receipts growth will not be as explosive as 2022. We also look at FCC's forecast on interest rate hikes and cuts in 2023. We have a feature report on a new sow cull line in Moose Jaw. And SAS Tips releases its World Crime of the Month. The farm weather is in its usual spot at the bottom of the hour. This is Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM News Director Jim Smalley. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Johnson's Grain, your first and last stop for grain pricing and crop protection. And brought to you by Farm Fresh Water. They'll make your well water wonderful and your dugout drinkable. Get your Farm Fresh Water today at farmfreshwater.ca. Farm Credit Canada says farm cash receipts reached a record $94.5 billion last year across the country. Chief Agriculture Economist at FCC, J.P. Gervais, says the estimate is a jump of 14% from the previous year. He says 2023 will see continued growth in farm cash receipts, but a more moderate pace of 4.6% this coming year. 2023 looks good. I mean, we're able to sustain the high revenues that we've had so you know, for the last couple of years. Now, of course, the one thing is, this is all about gross revenues, right? And the flip side of this, from a profit standpoint, is, you know, what about farm expenses? And they're going to remain elevated, unfortunately, for most of 2023, I fear. Well, we just recently published our, you know, our first set of estimates when it comes to gross revenues at the farm level for 2022. Now, 2022 is over, but there's always a lag in between when we actually learn what our revenues at the farm level. So the 2022 estimates actually look very positive, right? And if you take a little bit more of a longer term perspective, go back two years, perhaps, you know, since the start of the pandemic and early 2020, you're looking at roughly growth of around 40% in gross revenues all the way up to the end of 2022. And part of the exercise as well was looking at, you know, the growth in revenues at the farm level for 2023. And, you know, it's not as, as large, you know, as, as the increase that we had in 2022. I mean, commodity prices were pretty strong in 2022. We had a good rebound in production as well after a difficult 2021 from a crop standpoint. So, but 2023 looks good. I mean, we're able to sustain the high revenues that we've had. So, you know, for the last couple of years now, of course, the one thing is, this is all about gross revenues, right? And the flip side of this, from a profit standpoint, is, you know, what about farm expenses? And they're going to remain elevated, unfortunately, for most of 2023, I fear. So you see farm cash receipts in 2022 is $94.5 billion, a jump of 14% over the previous year, but going only at a more moderate pace of 4.6% this year? 
Yeah, it's a bit of a return to, I wouldn't say normal, because, I mean, I'm not exactly sure what normality looks like right now. I mean, we're in a market where with the war in Ukraine, the uh, the demands for biodiesel, renewable diesel, th- there's just tons of different things that are happening in the industry. And so we got farm operators and, and owners that uh, need to navigate all of this. But, again, if you sit down and look at the national level, as you pointed out, or or in a province like Saskatchewan, for example, where 2022 went up 8%, another 8%, perhaps in 2023, I think it spells out that we are facing a really strong demand for the commodities that we grow. So that's the good news. I mean, the not so good news is that, you know, the expenses that go along you know, producing all that food and so forth are going to remain elevated. So that, you know, raises the bar when it comes to challenges for farms to turn a profit and make sure that they manage their efficiency really, really well. Because uh, margins are going to be positive in 2023, but there's a lot of downside risk as well that we perhaps have to account for. And, and I think it raises the bar as I said in terms of management skills. The growth in farm cash receipts in 2023, I see you indicate you feel they'll be led by grain and then livestock. Yeah, well, on the livestock side, I do think that we're pretty positive so far in early 2023. The, uh, the supply numbers in the U.S. are not going to grow. I mean, it's Actually, in our case, you know, we're facing a little bit of some of the same issues in the, you know, in the sense that the cattle industry has been a little bit difficult in 2022. We started the year with a backlog of animals. It took us a while to get rid of that. And so that ended up with, you know, prices that were not as strong as perhaps we had hoped. But if you look at overall the, the strength of demand for red meat, I think I'm fairly positive that despite the high inflation, we've seen already at the retail level sort of beef prices come not come down, but inflation certainly coming down as opposed to other products uh, at the grocery level. So all of that, I think, point to strong demand. And I think the wild card is really the demand in the world markets, right? So China looms large when it comes to the demand for meat globally. And and uh, we just got news you know, early this week that their production has rebounded more than everybody expected really in 2022. So, you know, the opportunities in 2023 might not be great from that standpoint on the export side. But I think I'm fairly positive that we can we can sustain the level of pricing that we have in the marketplace right now. J.P. Gervais is the chief economist with FCC. Coming up, he has an outlook on rising interest rates. Back to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Spalding on 620 CKRM. The chief economist with Farm Credit Canada expects one more interest rate hike from the Bank of Canada before rates stabilize at a steady point. J.P. Gervais expects interest rates to jump another 25 basis points. Farm owners have made some pretty big decisions, you know, lately in terms of the investment on their farm and so forth, right? So they face a lot of different considerations when it comes to managing financial risk on their farm. And so question number one is always about interest rates. And we think that next week is the Bank of Canada decision. We think that we're going to get a small increase of 25 basis points, but we'll be done afterwards. So this, those are the assumptions that we work with. And that's what I communicated as well this week in, in at the Manitoba Ag Days. And, but I think that this is all being priced in already in the marketplace. It's it's what matters is what is expected going forward. We think that the bank's done. And we think that for the most part, if you're looking at longer term interest rates, right? Think of a five-year fixed rate or a five-year mortgage, for example. I think we've seen pretty much the decline in those rates compared to what they were three months ago, even a month ago. I think we've seen pretty much all the decline that we're going to see in 2023. So basically, my argument is what you have right now in financial markets and the marketplace is perhaps what you're going to have 
to be looking at, you know, six months from now or even 10 months from now. We're not going to get an interest rate cut from the Bank of Canada until very late in 2023 if we get one. So what you're seeing right now in the marketplace is pretty much what you're going to have to face, you know, later on. And there's always the risk that the bank decides that, yeah, inflation is still too strong. And then perhaps in March or later on that they still continue to raise interest rates. Right. So I think that number one is interest rates. And then second was, you know, the outlook for commodity prices and farm expenses. I mean, farm expenses are on the mind of the, uh, farm operators and owners for, for good reasons. That's been uh, inputs are elevated. And unfortunately, we expect those inputs to stay elevated for most of 2023. J.P. Gervais is the chief economist with Regina-based FCC. He spoke last week at Manitoba's Ag Days in Brandon. Time now for Real Agriculture with Sean Haney on 620 CKRM. This is your realagriculture.com update. Bring the energy of Real Ag Radio to your next customer meeting or conference. From your stage, we'll record an episode in person to inform and provide insight on the latest in agriculture. Email advertising at realagriculture.com to learn more about this unique keynote opportunity. I am your host, Lindsay Smith, and joining me now is the one and only Ann Wasco with the Gateway Livestock Exchange. How are you, Ann? I'm good. Great to be here, Lindsay. All right. Uh, catch us up. What uh, happened in the uh, cattle markets this week? Okay. Well, south of the border, U.S. fat cattle were a buck lower. So in the south, Texas, Kansas, 155. And northern trade, one to two dollars lower as well, 155 to 156 live, 248 delivered draft, which is about four bucks lower than last week. So that's um, not all that unexpected for this time of year. The same would hold true for the wholesale price. So that choice cutout that I talk about every time it closed last night at 271 and a half. That's down six bucks from a week ago. Couple of things there, Lindsay. Packers, U.S. Packers are, you know, back to schedule again after the holiday disruptions, the weather disruptions, all those kinds of things over the past few weeks. Um, we're kind of back to schedule, so that means more beef, and um, that's pressuring these wholesale prices. It's also a seasonal tendency here in January and February to see that market ease off, uh, so I don't find this um, uh, ultra exciting or um, out of line for, for what we'd expect. In Western Canada, finally a little bit better news um, in terms of fed cattle prices. I'm going to use the description we grind higher. Mm-hmm. So prices this week um, dressed 315 to 317 delivered. That's three to five higher than than last week. And so some of these live averages are you know are going to be netting um, over a buck ninety live when you when you get the the settlements back. So so that's that's good. Again, it's not what. You can't call it explosive, but it is grinding higher. So, and it is, it is, as you mentioned, using that term, it is a slow sort of increase. So, where are we at with, is that carcass weights that are slowly coming down? Is that what is sort of starting at least to lift those prices ever so slightly? Yes. Yeah, so, um, key thing, of course, it would be on the supply side. So, for so much of 2022, we were so far behind in our marketing. So many cattle on feed that we just we just couldn't gain some leverage. So, I think as we march forward, and we've talked about this so much that we're seeing the supplies start to back back down a bit. We'll talk about the cattle on feed report in a minute. And also on carcass weights, I would describe the carcass weights as moderating somewhat. They're still 11 pounds over the five-year average, but they're coming down off those big record highs we saw back in the fall. So again, I think it's um, 
it's a we're heading the right direction on the supply side, and that's allowing the market to gain some some ground as the U.S. market traded lower. We were able to shake that off and trade higher. Mm-hmm. So that's not bad. How high did the carcass weights get over the five year average? Do you remember? Well, we got, yeah, we were up at at a point there, you know, 30 pounds above the five-year average. So it was a big one. That was kind of right at the beginning of November, if you recall. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, That's a lot. Okay. Uh, Let's talk staying in the West. What about, uh, what do we know on the cow uh, numbers, the cow kill prices and volume? I did want to mention this, Lindsay. I know we're, you know, we're still in January here, but, and so it's early to get some of this data, but um, interesting to see that our um, Canadian calcul, so this was national, um, over 12,000 head last week. That's the biggest January, a weekly January kill that we've seen since 2019. And, you know, typically when you've got a big, big supplier, big prices or big kill, then it impacts prices. But that's not the case. Our um, slaughter cow prices here in Western Canada are going to average over a buck this week, over a dollar. And um, that that's also the highest January prices we've seen on cull cows since, say, 2016. So a great start to the year. It's It kind of tells me demand is strong for this lean trim or manufacturing cow beef, whatever you want to call it, that, you know, goes largely into the hamburger market or the or the further pro- processing market. So that is um, an encouraging sign. Maybe not to see the cow kill that high, but certainly yeah. prices are, are holding together. Yeah. All right. And Wasco, thanks so much for joining me on the show today. This is fantastic. We'll talk to you in a couple weeks. Great. Have a good weekend. This has been your Real Agriculture Update. You can find out more about this issue or many others at realagriculture.com. It's your agri-weather forecast on the voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. The Real Agriculture Report has been brought to you by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamps Integra Tire in Grenfell, your locally owned Integra Tire dealers. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina. Specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin, or Devin at 352-1866. And Moose Jaw Truck Shop, the number one choice for any diesel engine repair. Drop in, no appointment necessary, or visit moosejawtruckshop.com. Partly cloudy today with light winds. Light snow beginning near midnight. Wind northwest 30, gusting to 50 overnight. Temperature rising to minus 2 by morning. Tomorrow, light snow, wind northwest 30, gusting to 50, temperature falling to minus 9 in the afternoon, 40% chance of evening flurries, the low minus 11. Wednesday, cloudy, the high minus 4, the low minus 8. Thursday, snow with a high minus 1, the low minus 8. Friday, snow, high minus 6, low minus 23. Saturday, partly cloudy, high minus 20, the low minus 25. Sunday, sunny, the high minus 21. Normal high is minus 10, the normal low minus 23. The sun rose at 8.46 this morning. It sets at 5.35 tonight. And currently, around the province, the hot spot is Maple Creek at zero. The cold spot up north, Stony Rapids at minus 31. Estevan is minus 6, Saskatoon minus 10, Swift Current minus 5, Weyburn minus 7, Yorkton is minus 9. Regina cloudy and minus 9, that's 16 Fahrenheit. Winds are from the north-northwest at 13. Humidity is 84%, the barometer falling 101.9. Cloudy and Moose Jaw minus 6, winds are from the west at 5. Once again, Regina cloudy and minus 9, it's 16 Fahrenheit. 
This spring, apply pre-emergent Edge Microactive Group 3 herbicide from Gowan Canada. Before seeding your canola, peas, or lentils, maximize yield today and manage resistance tomorrow. Always read and follow label directions from Gowan Canada. You're tuned to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today on the Voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by McDougal Auctioneers. Get fair market value for your assets with an online auction through McDougal Auctioneers. McDougalAuctions.com And brought to you by Patterson Liquid Systems, experts in liquid fertilizer distribution. Fertilizer's just better when it's wetter. Patterson Liquid Systems, expect the best. The general manager of SAS Pork says the dedicated coal sow line incorporated into the design of the North 49 sow processing facility in Moosejaw is an important step. Mark Ferguson says the facility will allow the humane slaughter of hogs in the event a serious swine disease outbreak temporarily stops trade. In response to the threat of African swine fever, the government of Saskatchewan and the Saskatchewan Pork Development Board have committed $1 million to support swine disease mitigation. The funds will support a dedicated cull sow line in the North 49 processing facility being built in Moose Jaw by Donald's Fine Foods. SAS Pork General Manager Mark Ferguson explains what prompted the creation of the plan. Well, it, the threat that African swine fever or ASF poses to the province is the main reason this plan was, was put in place. And today, ASF is present in parts of Europe and Asia. It was also detected in the Dominican Republic in 2021, but it's never been uh, detected in Canada or the U.S. So um, it's also important to note that this is a disease that only impacts pigs and it poses no food safety risk. But it is a disease that you know, can affect our ability as a country to export. And Saskatchewan, as, as well as Canada as a whole, are extremely dependent on our on our exports. We we export over 70% of what we produce. So, you know, while uh, while this is good for the economy and uh, and helps helps the nation, it does put us in a very vulnerable position. If we were ever to get a foreign animal disease, and African swine fever is, is one example of such a disease, but we'll temporarily close our our borders to pork exports. So, you know, these are the reasons as an industry we're concerned about about uh, ASF and the impact of border closures, and uh, this is the reason for the development of the plan. Ferguson tells us what the swine market disruption plan includes. Basically, um, pork producers in Saskatchewan committed $300,000 toward the project. The government of Saskatchewan contributed 700000 and that's to go towards the creation of a colon and corridor within the facility, uh, the North 49 Sow Processing Facility that Donald's Fine Foods is presently constructing in Moose Jaw. So basically this equipment will allow for an efficient and orderly humane call of, of hogs if a, if a swine disease outbreak or any other situation closes our borders. It'll just basically help us deal with the potential surplus of hogs we may have here without a market. Ferguson outlines the role of North 49 Foods. Well, uh, Donald's Fine Foods and, and North 49, uh, the new sow plant, are, are great partners to the industry in Saskatchewan. And, and they presented us with an opportunity to upgrade this facility while it was being uh, constructed in Moose Jaw. So, so building something like this into the basic design from scratch, it's a lot easier while, while you're building it rather than, than retrofitting it later and cheaper as well. So, 
you know, we believe this is a good investment for producers uh, in Saskatchewan and all of Western Canada, basically. And, and it's one small part of their, their project. They're uh, establishing a, a new processing facility in Moose Jaw. Producers are just thrilled with the entire project and excited to, to see the new plant open. Ferguson explains what the new coal line will consist of. So the investment will be going towards the construction of a dedicated corridor in the facility along with an overhead rail system that will uh, allow for the efficient processing of, of animals. So uh, basically the entire infrastructure facility from the barn to the, uh, to the CO2 stunning area and, and, uh, and the rest of the facility can be used uh, in the event that we need to, to call animals. Um, you know, basically it's one of those investments that we sincerely hope we will never have to use, but we need to be prepared for it ultimately if we ever need to. So slaughter disruptions, you know, we had a few of them during the COVID uh, pandemic and it showed us how fragile our supply chain can be and how, how you know, reliant we are on processing plants being open every day. And we need to have a, a good plan available to deal with interruptions to our ability to export and, and basically any long-term interruptions to our, our slaughter capacity in Western Canada. So, so basically, um, you know, this is, this is something we hope we'll never have to use, but we, we need to have in place. Ferguson says biosecurity is an important issue. He says contaminated feed is one way the disease is spread in many other parts of the world, and it's important for farmers not to feed food scraps to hogs. He believes Saskatchewan is quite well prepared to avoid African swine fever with enhanced biosecurity measures. He notes more information about African swine fever is available at the Saskport website. You're listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. And Arcola Building Supplies, small town lumberyard, big on service. ArcolaBuildingSupplies.com SAS Tips has released its latest Crime of the Month. Conservation Officer and SAS Tips Communication Officer Cody Osborne says a dead wolf was found in northeastern Saskatchewan in late November and left to waste by illegal hunting. Up in Creighton in northeast Saskatchewan on November 24th, those conservation officers received information that a wolf was found dead near Boot Lake, which is approximately 11 kilometers south of Creighton. Uh, Upon inspection of the wolf, it's believed that someone just shot it at an unknown location, cut its head off, took only the head, and then dumped the rest of the carcass where it was eventually found. And this is illegal? It is illegal. You have to be a licensed trapper, and typically trappers will use and sell the fur. So just taking the head, it's it's likely someone just wanted a, a trophy. Can you even legally get that head mounted? If the wolf would have been shot legally, it, you could, but... Uh, officers believe that this one was not harvested legally and therefore they're looking for any information on who may be responsible. What's the fine if someone's caught? Just depends on what went on. Um, It's hard to say right off the bat but an unlawful hunt is always an option which can see fines of upwards of a thousand dollars. Now another thing that's happening of course Cody it's winter time there's ice fishing. Tell me a little bit about some of the ice fishing regulations that are out there. For sure. So a majority of the regulations are the same between fishing in the summer and the open water and ice fishing. However, in the winter, you can use two rods to fish instead of just one. 
but you still have to be within 25 meters of each line and keep them in your line of sight. Something that isn't seen too often anymore, but you can still use a gaff to land your fish through the ice, but it has to have a J-hook and cannot be more than one and a half meters long. The use or possession of a spear on ice-covered waters is prohibited. Um, if you're fishing with an ice shack, if you place and leave an ice shack on the ice and leave it unattended, you must have your name, address, and phone number marked legibly on the outside of the shack, with the lettering being at least one inch high. And if your shack is placed on the ice anywhere south of Highway 16, your shack must be removed from the ice no later than March 15th, and anyone with shacks on the ice north of Highway 16 have to have it off by March 31st. And this is just to ensure that the ice conditions are still stable enough to safely get your shack off without it falling in and causing hazards to the water or boaters in the summer. And of course, you still must have an angling license and follow all limits and restrictions based on the lake you're fishing on. Are there any other laws that of you find people violating on the ice that aren't related to fishing? Unfortunately, there are. Many people like to make a day or weekend out of it, out on the ice, and make their life as comfortable as possible. So this can include bringing firewood and other food and drink to sustain themselves on the ice. And this is quite fine and all right and, and encouraged, but you must remember to clean up after yourselves, including the ash from the fire. No one wants to head out to their favorite fishing spot and see garbage thrown about everywhere. Cody Osborne is a Saskatchewan Conservation Officer and SAS Tips Communication Officer. Here's the market updates with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. Market update brought to you by Freeze Tallman Lumber. Since 1956, Freeze Tallman has been your trusted building material supplier for every type of project. Freeze Tallman in Regina and Fort Capel. And Farm Fresh Water, they'll make your well water wonderful and your dugout drinkable. Get your Farm Fresh Water today at farmfreshwater.ca. Grain prices were showing downward movement. Viterra prices for Durham dropped seven dollars at four seventy three sixty two. Canola fell nine dollars at seven ninety fifty two. One red spring wheat declined eight twenty seven at four ten zero nine. The rest were unchanged. Feed barley three fifty six fifty seven. Chickpeas eleven sixty eight forty five. Flax six eighty two ninety eight. Lentils seven oh three fifty. Oats 229.32, yellow peas 467.70, and feed wheat 289.56. On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange, hard red spring wheat for March went down 16 and a half cents at 8.96 and a quarter cent a bushel. It's the livestock reports on the Voice of Saskatchewan, 6:20 CKRM. The Livestock Quotes are brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn Livestock, 842-4574. Now the latest quotes. Parkland Livestock Market Report. It's Brett Jensen reporting from the Swift Current Yards. Here's our prices from last week. The good cows, they were 98 to buck ten. Medium cows, 70 to 90. The feeding type cows were a dollar to a dollar thirty. Hefferettes, they were 140 to 170. The good bulls, they were bringing 115 to 131. Into the feeder cattle, steers, 476 at 295. 5 to 600 pound steers, 290 to 3 dollars. 6 to 700 pound steers were 268 to 292. 7 to 8 weight steers, 2 257 to 268. The 8 to 9 weight steers were 240 to 252. Into the heifers, 449 at 270. 5 to 6 weights, they were 237 to 258. 6 to 700 pounders, 220 to 237. The 7 to 800 pound heifers, they were 215 to 225. The 839 weights, they were a buck 86. Our next bread sale is going to be February the 9th. We canceled the 26th due to lack of numbers. Upcoming bread sale is going to be February. 
February the 9th at 1 o'clock p.m. featuring the Doug, Doug Kerr herd dispersal, complete dispersal of Char Cross cows. Good set of cows. You won't want to miss that sale. Canada's source for quality, Heartland Livestock and Swift Current. And the latest Saskatchewan pork prices, $180.83 per CKG. Coming up, the Resource Report. This is the Saskatchewan Resource Report on 620 CKRM. Here's Jim Smalley. Now the Resource Report, brought to you by Second Look Online Auction. Visit 2ndlookonlineauction.com to see what's up for bid. A settlement has been reached in the dispute between the city of Regina and the company that owns the Co-op Refinery. It calls for Consumers Cooperative Refinery Limited to pay the city $4.65 million. The lawsuit stemmed from a May 2020 spill, where the city claims it found 60,000 litres of contaminated water from the plant with a significant volume of a thick, tar-like substance in the water. Last year, Regina had 10 toxic leaks or spills, with four originating from the Co-op refinery. A growing number of wolf sightings have been taking place in the LaRange area of northern Saskatchewan. The Ministry of Environment is taking no action, but conservation authorities are aware of the posts and sightings around Kitsaki Island and on the fringes of the neighborhood. Wildlife biologist Matthew Tuckerak says wolves tend to avoid people, but like bears can become habituated to human food sources if they're available. Tuckerak says don't approach a wolf if you see one, and if one approaches you, keep eye contact, stand tall, and look for an open area. On the markets, the TSX is up 91 points at 20,594. The Dow has gained 324 points to 33,699. Oil has gone up 70 cents at 82.34 a barrel. The Canadian dollar is at 74.70 cents U.S. That's the Resource Report. If you missed any segment of the show, tune in to the On Demand Saskatchewan Agriculture Today podcast. Brought to you by Gowan Canada. Gowan Canada understands the challenges growers face and takes pride in finding effective crop protection solutions. Visit GowanCanada.com to learn more. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. Good afternoon and good farming. You've been listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. If you missed any of the broadcast, download the podcast now online at 620CKRM.com. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, following the 12 o'clock news, on your voice for everything ag, 620 CKRM. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide.